0: Welcome back to The Slay Less Show. This is episode two, The Beauty and Politics of Black Hair. I have three lovely guests here with me today. Um, if you guys would like to go ahead and you know just introduce yourselves, tell the people where they can connect with you, uh, see more of your work, or just generally see what you're up to. Lauren, would you like to start?
1: What's up, guys? This is Lauren, um, known in the social media world as the Mac. Um, You can follow me on Instagram at T-H-E-E-L-L-E-M-A-C. And uh, (laughs) so, yeah, you can check me out there or you can check me out uh, on my business page at Ergon Images or uh, keep up with the nightlife scene in Dallas at Network and Chill.
0: For sure, for sure. Lead. What's up, Jazz? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: this is Jazz, aka DJ Natural High. You can find me on Instagram, A Natural High, three eyes, um, follow me on MixCloud, my mixes, you'll hear me around, Deep Ellum, Drugstore hey, Cowboy, yeah, all that good stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So if y'all need a DJ, <clears throat> hit me up. For I'll sure, turn sure. the party out, don't it's worry. So <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> Okay. Janae. last but not least hey <laughs> my name is janae janae the slay yes, Your smell can catch me on oh, no. ig facebook um snap is where it goes down um at janae the slay my personal page is janae underscore monroe janae the slay is my work page it's self-explanatory i just lay all day Hair, makeup. Um, so this is kind of like my expertise. Okay.
0: All right. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to have you guys here with me. And once again, thank you so much for being a part of this project. All right. So let's like cut to the chase and dive right in. So we're here today to talk about black hair. Um, The phrase black hair is like a very polarizing uh, phrase. When you hear black hair, you either like, I feel like for me personally, I either get this feeling of immense pride or I start thinking about all the various ways that people who don't understand us and our culture police our hair and police our mm-hmm. appearances. And so it's always this thing with me anytime I hear the phrase black hair, I'm like, okay, am I gonna have to like defend black hair or I'm gonna be able to join in this celebration that's uh, really just celebrating, and uplifting and using black hair as a, t- as a tool for empowerment. Mm-hmm. So what I want you guys to each kind of like tell the audience is what does black hair mean to you and how does personal autonomy and agency align with your definition? Anyone like to start
2: and dive in? Okay. Um <laughs> I guess the term black hair, um, I don't know, I automatically get salon, Just don't touch my hair <laughs> whenever yeah, I hear for sure, for whenever sure. I hear that. But for me, black hair is beautiful. Like I I know that there is um in society a negative kind of kind of like tone to it but for me my hair is my hair and I'm proud of my coils and my kinks and my parts that is kind of Indian and the parts that's not, and like, <laughs> like the parts I can keep up with most of the time. But for black hair, I mean, well, for me and, and my hair, it took a while for me to love it. Cause you know, growing up, you ain't know what to do with your hair. Your mama ain't really know what to do with your hair. So she either sat you down and pressed it or you went to the beauty shop and you got a perm. And so it took college you to work at home. Yeah. <laughs> well, You're you doing it yourself. And yeah. that's what happened with me in college <laughs> to, finally realize like you ain't got to do all this to your hair like your hair is yours like it's your natural hair there's no reason for you to have to change it for for anyone just love your your hair so for me black hair is is my hair like what i stand for and just my way to express it so
0: yeah
1: okay cool 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 uh i'll take next i think black hair um is as diverse as black people are so um, I don't think you can put black hair in a box yeah. because just as many, you know, shades and types of black people you have, you got different shades and types of black hair. So you got, you know, mm-hmm. from every, if you go based on a natural hair uh, chart from, you know, two to, two to four. Two C yeah. to four C. Yeah. <laughs> from two to four, you got black <laughs> hair. You got, and it can be, you know, natural. It can be not natural. It can mm-hmm. be what, like, black hair is just as diverse. I think we probably... I mean, the nature of black people—we just have, we just kind of lit where you have that range where you kind of can do any and everything mm-hmm. and it still be dope. So I mm-hmm. think um, black hair, there's—you can't put black hair in a box at this point. So mm-hmm. I just think that we have that great, you know, cultural identity where we can kind of just, you know, be trendsetters and do what we want. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Okay, so my turn. I wanted to take the last leg because this is my level of expertise Yeah. I've had sure. the training on it. And um, I've had the same thoughts and views that all of y'all have had about, quote unquote, black hair. I don't like that term. I know that's the um, the term that we're using today. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'll just go ahead and respect it. But I don't believe that there is a such thing as black hair, white hair, Indian hair. For one, mm-hmm. there's not like we are not just one one race anymore we're so mixed and we're so diverse mm-hmm. so saying black hair you you talking about coils you know because i know uh a european woman that has coils i know um you know a uh, african-american woman that has straight hair you know mm-hmm. like so the term black hair just, ah, it's just yeah. it, it gets under my skin because um I guess I don't know if it's the media. I don't know if it's just our culture. I don't know if it's just ignorance. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's probably a combination of all those things. Of, of all of those mm-hmm. things, of literally all of them, like the lack of education, you know, and and what's put out in the media. But that's it's. I feel like we're so much more than that. We're so much more mm-hmm. diverse than that to to characterize it as black hair. Like mm-hmm. black is a freaking color. It so, is like in <laughs> uh, in. In all honesty, there's very few African American that has like hair that dark. So it's really, really brown hair. Like you Mm -hmm. know, you just gotta characterize about what your hair type is. Because Celeste, I done did your hair before. Well, see, I think I have I have
0: black hair, but
2: yeah.
3: But uh-huh. yeah, like, but your hair is different from mine. It and is. And mine is different from m- one of my best friends, Ashley. Like, mm-hmm. and Ashley, they're, you know, we're all black. And she's like, just as black as the rest of us You know right? what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you, people always go up here like, oh, are you mixed? And she used to look at them like, well, what are you talking about? Like, no, I'm African American. Mm-hmm. No, you're not because your hair is. Based on your hair. Like, yeah. That's what yeah. the you saying. <laughs> <laughs> go right? tell and that's, me. that's the mis- that's com- communication. that, that, our society has, is so frustrating. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of got tight when I was looking at the uh, questions, and so I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, here we go. Don't call it But Barbara. that's my take on it. And so with that being said, I want people to have a little bit open mind about it, like, and, and do your research. Like, look up some indigenous people. Look up some people that are, you know, um, different from what you see every day. You know, um, we get— so used to seeing what's the norm, what's right around us, and then when we go out of the country or we go, you know, somewhere foreign, it's like a culture shock. because mm-hmm. We don't know nothing, so mm-hmm. I just, I just want to put it out there to like, just educate yourselves. You know what I'm saying? And and don't be so closed minded as to think of us only having black hair because we don't.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I got to preface this, the rest of like the session with this. The reason I use black hair specifically in that phrase and I totally respect and understand what you're saying, but the reason I use that phrase is because I I feel that even though kinky and coiled hair is associated with black women, I feel like uh, black women are the only group that are really policed for having it. Like for instance, a white woman can get dreads. And now it's been like, it's like there's been a Supreme Court case where they're saying that, employers can now legally discriminate against you if you have dreadlocks or locks or you know whatever you want to refer to them as. But the way race and privilege in our country works, if you have two women and one is black and one is white, the white woman is not going to experience you know the most of that oppression or the breadth of that oppression is going to be a black woman because of the association that only black women do have nappy hair or only black women do have kinky or coily hair. And so mm-hmm. when I say black hair, it's not to in any way Box black women in as far as um the kind of hair we have, or like to say that mm-hmm. black hair to be to have truly black hair, your hair has to be like mine, or mm-hmm. your hair has to be like hers, or your hair has to be like yours, or you know any any specific or like limited definition of what that means, but it's more so to point out like the oppression that black women face in like the professional workplaces and public spaces because of the way our hair is perceived by people who don't understand us. So we going off black culture here. Black culture, like that definition. So like, not, I don't want anybody to feel like I'm trying to box in what black hair is, but I'm more so like using it or talking about black hair from like a cultural aesthetic. Yeah, that makes
3: sense.
0: Um, All right, so that is a really good segue into our next question. So, I don't know how much or how perceptive y'all are to like having noticed this, but um, historically speaking, like a very Eurocentric beauty standard that positions long straight hair as inherently better than shorter kinkier hair has pretty much been prevailing for like centuries at this point. Um, I kind of feel like when the natural hair, like Shea Butter Twitter, like this whole natural hair community, like you see when you see natural hair advertised you don't really see hair that is like 4C or like super, super kinky, especially when we're talking about products that are being advertised to women to be natural. You see hair that's a lot looser and bouncier. And not to say that that is natural, that that's not natural hair, but I just wanted to like hear y'all's thoughts on, do you think that natural hair products and like the natural hair community is kind of exclusively marketing themselves to one type of hair and kind of excluding another type of hair?
1: Absolutely. Um, I think that, the term I used to I like to use jokingly is um, well, let's talk about it from two sides. I'll talk about it from the black perspective and I'll talk about it from the mainstream perspective. The joke I like to make a joke in with of my friends is like Shea Butter Twitter, that movement, <laughs> the yeah. Shea Butter Twitter movement is almost like um, it is like so militant in regards to hair that it's very not, aggressive. It's very aggressive yeah. that it's not necessarily inclusive. To everyone, just mm-hmm. like mainstream, you know, media markets, and it's not inclusive to everyone. So there is like that in between. Um, there's an in between group of people who always gets left out, no matter if it's you talking from a white perspective or you know from the shade butter Twitter ex- perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. Because are you are you natural enough? Or mm-hmm. are you, you know, <laughs> so like I've been, I've been, quote, you know, chemical free for my hair almost 10 years. Right. Mm-hmm. But I wear a lot of protective styles. So, you know, it's rare that she'll see me like in a twist out or, you know, wear mm-hmm. my hair curly. That doesn't make me any less natural. But are you accepted in that community? Mm-hmm. Because I might have a sew in or I might have braids, but mm-hmm. you never saw. You know, oh, you're not natural. I am. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. So what do you mean? Or it's, you know, it's hard to see representation where you got if you don't have super, super kinky hair or if you don't have, you know, what people like to call good hair, you know, the, that 3B, 3C hair, mm-hmm. like, it's hard to see representation. Like, I'll be on YouTube and I'll have to search for girls who have hair that looks like mine. Like, so it's it's mm-hmm. it's funny that, you know, we fight for representation to make sure that we're all inclusive and then we kind of go and do the same thing that, that the other side Williams. has done. now mm-hmm. on the other side, then you get where... <laughs> like, so I, I've been wearing braids all summer where you get people who sitting all like, oh my God, your hair is so cool. Did it hurt? What did they have to do? Blah, 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 and they don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So you have to <laughs> you, have, you, to, you right? have to break it down. You have to break it down, you know. So it's it's a weird space being, you know, being somewhere in the middle, um, where you kinda don't fit in in, in into into or you don't feel mm-hmm. embraced by any group. Um, I think from the European standpoint though, you know, long straight hair is has always been what's the standard of beauty and then being in corporate America where you have to kind in of assimilate place. to be bleak and, yes yeah. what's, what's what's mm-hmm. what's defined as professional mm-hmm. um that sort of thing is a tough space, or you know, being in corporate where you kind of where you step away and say, you know, hey, I'm gonna do me and still be free to do my hair, and you have to answer questions like, oh, you changed your hair? Did you cut your hair? Did mm-hmm. you do something different? Like you have to answer all those questions in the in the in the break room when you you know take your braids out or you take your weave down or you wet your hair or you don't wear it straight. So it is it's hard um, from all standpoints, I think, um, to find a. Um, to be represented mm-hmm. in that in that way.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. All right, I think uh just advertising in general, the way advertising is, it works to market a product a certain way, and so it never really like gives you the full reality of like and the broad spectrum of what hair in general is and like the different types of hair. It's just like okay, well, this is what most people want to look like. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, all the celebrities have this kind of hair, whether they're natural or not. Like mm-hmm. if they if, if they are natural, they have a weave that is like super straight. So like this is what we got to market. Mm-hmm. Like your hair should look like this. So like no matter what, um, I kind of feel like advertising. In a nutshell, it reinforces what is acceptable. Because natural hair is acceptable, right, if it looks a certain way straight mm-hmm. hair is acceptable if it looks a certain way mm-hmm. so like they're always like seeking to do this thing or like they're marketing to set the standard to set the standard yeah. right so like what do you really want to look like okay let's sell you this dream so you'll buy our products yeah so and it's crazy because that's always been the
2: push of the media is to put this look onto you right. you have to look like this you mm-hmm. gotta be if you're gonna have natural hair gotta be bouncy you gotta be you gotta run your fingers through it like if you or if you do the natural look it gotta be locked or if you like you don't see a lot of um, women that are completely bald. Like my sister's completely bald, and I love that look on women. Yes, I do and too. it's just hard to 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 just get every, I guess, hairstyle <laughs> that we have because, like you said earlier, we're not boxed in. Mm-hmm. We have so many styles, so many things that we can do with our hair that they they just pick out what they think the mainstream is gonna like, and that's what they're going for. So if Shoot, what Shea Butter did the commercials with all hair types, but did not like that. I did not. Didn't, like I did not. Upset. <laughs> how, but but how tight were those curls? Like, yeah. how, like you got more of the what they had the the wavy hair, the the slightly bouncy curls, but like they didn't really go the full spectrum. But that's just how the media is. The media always puts a certain standard on what they think black hair well what they think natural hair should look like and what they want girls that if their hair doesn't look like that then they gotta fi- fix something about them right. rather than just loving what they naturally have so media, media always they, they always put the pressure on you it's not just uh, just the way your hair looks it's how you look you know all mm-hmm. the stuff that's going on now <laughs> always putting that pressure on, on women even though you we, we really just have to learn how to love yourself Exactly. and love the hair that you have and love the, the skin that you're in.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> so I could piggyback off of yeah. <laughs> that. There's a, there's a quote um, on a video I saw on Facebook. The girl said that social media or media, not even social media, media in general profits off of people's insecurities. Mm-hmm. Snaps, know, like, look. Snaps. Because just <laughs> so true. <laughs> what that means is that whatever they put in your face, whether it's you need to be natural, you need to be straight, you need to be, you know, high fashion, mm-hmm. it's just telling you, bitch, you ain't shit. Mm-hmm. You ain't, shit if, not you good ain't shit if you got this. You <laughs> right. got this. Like, this is what you need so to you look need like. you need to
1: buy this. Yeah. And it's always something opposite of what you have. Like, exactly. mm-hmm. You know, it was for years where it was the norm to have relaxed hair. So then... When people stepped away from that, then it was like, oh, well, if you have relaxed hair, then you're not shit. Yeah. So it's just mm-hmm. like he's, he's always playing catch up to whatever, Man. whatever the media has said. And, and it works both ways. Like whatever the media has said is acceptable. They know what they're doing, though. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They know what they're doing because they already know how people insecurities play. And they already mm-hmm. know that people want what they don't have, mm-hmm. you know, so it's easy to market that way. Um But like you said, you just got to love yourself. It's up to, it starts in the household. I don't even watch TV anymore, so I don't even get on social media, like, a lot unless I'm promoting my business, so like, a lot of the stuff that y'all talk about is new to me, and I'm kind of standing from a biased point just to kind of give my opinion, so this is just my opinion, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Y'all do not have to agree or whatever, but um, I just feel like it starts at home. Um, Y'all, teaching your kids, teaching, you know what I'm saying? Uplifting each other, letting, you know, letting letting everybody around you and your loved ones know that, you know, like this, like you're good with whatever, you know, I'm good with mm-hmm. whatever you do, whether you got a uh, hella makeup on, or if you want to wear a natural face, or if you mm-hmm. want to like straighten your hair, put some weave in it. Like we all got different styles right now that we rocking and I haven't like placed the lick of judgment on nobody, anybody, or yeah. nobody here, you know, mm-hmm. just because, you know, I don't know. That's just not me. But I can tell everybody confident. You know, mm-hmm. with what they doing, and, mm-hmm. and we're not really worried about what nobody else thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. see that's me from my well, yeah, entrepreneurial, free spirited. Yeah, uh, I love what it. once you, yeah. yeah. like, you, like. you have enough confidence in yourself, yeah. you know, I'm not in corporate. so I don't have to deal with those suppressions. I've I've set myself up to the, to
1: not have to be right put in. Those that's a great silly, situation you can mm-hmm. do what the fuck you want to do yeah. with your hair. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Great freedom where you don't have to answer to people, you don't have to worry. Like the worst thing about I made that transition out of corporate, but the worst thing, like my my annoyance with going to work was when I changed my hair, I knew that I was gonna have to answer those questions man. when I got to work.
3: Like, damn, that don't seem like it'll be that
1: annoying, but, but you dealing is. with it, it every is. single day. Yeah, I can like, imagine you come you know? like you come and people are like, "Oh, you did something different with your hair today, Lauren." And I'm like, "Bro, I really don't want to talk to you about my hair. And please don't touch it."
0: So, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly.
1: I guess from a
3: hairstylist standpoint, I'm used to it mm-hmm. and like those questions that, that leads to engagement yeah I did this 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 and that are you interested yeah I'll mm-hmm. tell your friend about me girlfriend I'll, I'll hook her up yeah <laughs> no that's, exactly.
0: that's, lit. And that's lit that's lit exactly. because hey you that's got uh, too. I mean shit that's advertising that's like you making money that's a, you're promoting Jet. your business at that
3: point that's entrepreneurship mm-hmm. but if you ain't got nothing to do with that you ain't you trying to sit here eat your lunch right Becky <laughs> get out of <laughs> my goddamn face get your water drink your water
2: and live life right <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, I I totally agree with that. I think that it's a full-time job loving yourself, especially for mm-hmm. women of color, because you see so many um, images in the media that are completely against that and that are always telling you, you know, and that's capitalism. We live in a capitalistic society where you got to buy, buy, buy. And most of the mm-hmm. shit is shit you don't need. You're not going to want it in like a month, mm-hmm. but you're going to spend as <laughs> much money, you know, to make sure you have it, to make sure you look a certain way. And I'm I'm totally down for like, people, especially women, getting to a point where we can just accept ourselves for what we have. And not saying that, you know, I think agency is choice. So however you choose to wear your hair, like, if you want to wear a weave, like, you should have the freedom to experiment. Mm -hmm. And you should have the freedom to do whatever the fuck you wanted. Like, I want to dye my hair blue. And as soon as I fucking quit this job, nigga, guess what I'm going to do? Dye my hair. But, (laughs) I mean, I totally think that, like, (laughs) agency, agency is totally choice. Okay, so this is, like, um right on top of what we're talking about but social media we are all old enough to have remembered when social media was not a thing yes. when MySpace I remember when MySpace I was like what the well fuck I had a black site? planet so I might be a little shit black planet I had <laughs> a black planet <laughs> no, too I had a black, <laughs> too, like black planet <laughs> MySpace like Bebo yeah, yeah girl. <laughs> we saw like the birth of all these uh, different yeah. social media platforms yeah. and the way they've completely transformed the world and transformed the way that people communicate and the way that people market their products and the way that just visibility for so many groups of people was not there before because mainstream advertising wasn't doing it. But now when you have a cell phone and you can take your own pictures and all you have to do is put it onto a social media platform and hashtag it and a million people can see it. That's a really powerful thing. Mm-hmm. So what I kind of want to ask you guys today is how has social media facilitated black women accepting their hair and wearing it the way that they want to be that naturally or with weave extensions, short, long, dyed no hair at all. How has social media played in? How has social media, I guess, been positive for us? Can mm-hmm. I go first this go time? Yeah,
3: Okay, your Instagram queen, <laughs> you popping? I know. <laughs> Just like I have a deep appreciation for social media on the positive aspect because mm-hmm. it has allowed me to become my own boss. It has allowed me to reach out to clientele that I wouldn't even fathom. Like. Um, Doing their hair, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and with that being said, like the the creativity and, and the freedom that it gives you, like as as an entrepreneur or you know, as a, a artist, a stylist or whatever, I see so many different. Not even just myself, I see so many different stylists mm-hmm. that are like putting their images out there and putting their work out there mm-hmm. and it's just like it's okay to you know it's okay to be who you are it's mm-hmm. okay to get this style like and and I know we're talking about black hair right now but I've recently had no talk about your caucas- full experience no talk about your full experience caucas- caucas- like, women yeah. like some Caucasian women looking at my Asian and Hispanic women looking at my it, pages, <laughs> and and they're coming in, they're inquiring. Like yeah. that's just beautiful because, I mean, back in the day, you know, if if they looking at, you know, they like say you, they working with you or something like that and, and they look at your hair, they, they don't know what's going on with your hair. They don't know the process that's right. going on. But the way that I market it and the way that I put it out on my social media is that, you know, this is how it's done. This can be done for everybody. This can be done for you too. And so that opens up a platform to them for them to be like, hey, like, what options do I have? I want some long hair. Like, I want a different color. I want this. I want that. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. not just so, you know, so close in, stittier it's not room, so, Yeah, yes. it's, <laughs> I feel like it just it offers a, a a wide variety of options that we probably wouldn't have known about um, had it not been for
2: mm-hmm. this, this. You little, wouldn't know
3: what be going on down the street. Right. <laughs> and it's like our news
2: now. You, now, you, you about the world you're yes, to be yeah. like, I don't even know
3: what to call it. it. It's it's almost dangerous, but. it's. <laughs> <laughs> in the for wrong me. hands. <laughs> and it's, and it's a beautiful thing and mm-hmm. it has it has put a lot of money in my pocket, so I'm not okay. mad about it. Lady. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well for
2: um I guess for me, just to with with social media, there there's such a community mm-hmm. with um with, with black women that are happy with themselves. Like, you get to explore a page and you see a woman that mm-hmm. is carefree, living life. Mm-hmm. She, didn't like you said, she's bald-headed one day. She got a wig on the next day. She got extensions in the next day. And you're seeing that she can change herself. And you're like, well, if she can do it, then mm-hmm. it shouldn't be no problem for me to do it either. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, I like to follow a lot of... Um, black women that uplift themselves black women that do put post uh, inspiring things on their um, Instagrams and their Facebooks and stuff and you know you do have that community on Facebook of like black entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. like black black women that are Girl, doing they stuff for every they thing. got groups for a lot of stuff mm-hmm. so you it's like it with social media it the positives can build a community. Like mm-hmm. you can build women that are empowering each other, that are that are living life carefree, that are doing their hair whatever the way they wanna do, that aren't holding themselves back because of what society deems to be wrong or like, like not letting anything stop them from just being themselves and living life. And so when you see that on social media, even with the little girls that are growing up, even if you do see, um, not as positive people online, but you still have those positive people that can come mm-hmm. and get their attention too. So it's like a it's it just depends on which, which way which way of the fence you fall, kinda of mm-hmm. <laughs> situation. Yeah. So if you wanna Keep looking at materialistic things. By all means, go go look at all that. But if you want to look at something more um, body positive, hair positive, culture positive, mm-hmm. you then you the have options. the option. Yeah, you yeah. definitely it's have the option. There, you can go whichever way you want. <laughs> so yeah, with social media, it brings it does bring that aspect into being able to view mm-hmm. different different type of lifestyles. So yeah, yeah, for sure, right. for sure.
1: I think what social media, in my opinion, has been dope for black hair is the education piece. So, yes. Where
2: you can figure yes. out. What, Let me tell you what I learned how to do these twists. Right.
1: <laughs> what to do with your hair. Because yeah. I think, especially like, nine, I would say like kids, like, you know, 80s babies or kids of the 90s where you had that long stint of. Parents who didn't know what to do with their Mm -hmm. little black girls who were getting relaxers at three and four, Mm -hmm. whose parents didn't know what to do with their hair. Now you can go, you can literally get on Instagram and watch a thirty second tutorial and figure out what to do with your three year old's hair, Mm -hmm. so you don't burn their scalp off, right? (laughs) So I think the education piece is crazy. Like I remember um, being in college when the whole YouTube, um, like beauty blogger thing, rolled out, and I'm like, dang, I wish I would have been able to go. Um, I'm just guess I'm showing my age. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> do <it. laughs> I was in college like when YouTube beauty blogging really um, got started. And like a mm-hmm. oh, funny story, a funny story is when I graduated high school, I cut my hair into this little short hairstyle that I thought at the time was going to be so cute on me and I hated it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I got to college and I couldn't maintain it. And so I just literally was watching my hair break off because I couldn't maintain this short mm-hmm. hairstyle. And so I'm like, if I, you know, if this would if I would have made this decision two years later, when like YouTube was really popping, I could have figured out mm-hmm. how to nurture my hair back yeah. to hell. So I think what's, what is um, great about uh, social media now is that you can literally get online and figure out how to do anything. Mm-hmm. So, Or, and if you yeah. can't figure out how to do it yourself, then you can get connected to somebody like you who is has a about, business yeah. who caters to here and caters to people mm-hmm. who look like you. So exactly. I think... Um, Social media has been been great for that, and the sense of community where you can literally go and find somebody who looks looks like you and looks, you know, where you can be relatable. Where was m- most of the times where you used to open a magazine up and you not necessarily be able to find somebody who looks like you, yeah, oh or you God. would go and like you remember when the, the black hair magazines was popping in the nineties? Like you go to the black <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> a beauty supply to get them hoes, right? Hose. <laughs> like, you had to go track <laughs> to the your black mutation. hair. Could you had <laughs> to go, but you had to go and track down information mm-hmm. to that catered to you know, your mm-hmm. hair, like, mm-hmm. and I know, like, people didn't even know that these relaxers was damaging. Like, you just thought that's what you were exactly, supposed to do. Yeah. So now, you know, social media and the internet has really kind of opened the door up for education for, and it really has kind of given us space to create information for people that wasn't there before. So I think mm-hmm. it's really dope. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I have to agree. I think social media is, I mean, I think when it's used positively, it's a really beautiful thing because mm-hmm. of the visibility that it offers to people who don't typically see their hair or images of themselves in the mainstream media. Like, I can go on to... I think this is really, really beautiful for little girls. Yeah. Like, girls, preteens now, have something that we don't have. And while it can be used negatively, I want to focus on the positive because when I was 13, I didn't see any girls. Like, I wanted to lock my hair since I was, like, 12. Mm-hmm. But, like, I didn't see, like, there was nobody... I grew up in West Texas in a town of, like, 100,000 people. There was nobody with locks. There was nobody with natural hair. There was nobody that really even had hair like me. Like, literally, I think... As far as, like, black people go, my family, we were, like, the blackest people. And, like, we're Haitian. So, Mm -hmm. like, we were black. So, we're like, okay, like, everybody else is like, okay, like, nobody really has hair like us. Nobody really looks like us. So, like, it was one of those things where I had to literally, I remember, like, being 13 and 14 and, like, getting on the internet. Like, okay, i need to find, like, where's the black hair? What Mm -hmm. does this shit look like? Who can do my hair? And so, anytime I wanted to get micro braids or kinky twists or the shit that we was really popping like back in the early 2000s, my mom would be like, okay, well me and your sister, me and your sister, we'll go to Arlington and we'll go to Dallas this weekend so we can like do hair stuff and shop. And like you couldn't Mm -hmm. find that. And like I'm thinking like back then had I had social media or access to like YouTube beauty tutorials, how -hmm. much different life would have been for me and how much like Mm -hmm. I would have had a better sense of self and a better sense of identity as far as okay, there are women who look just like me. There are women who have hair just like me. They know how to take care of their hair. I can like literally take cues from them on what to do with my hair, what to do with makeup, where to buy makeup, where to buy shit foundation that matches you know, like yeah. my skin tone. Mm-hmm. Like just beauty culture in general was so inaccessible mm-hmm. before social media. And yeah. that's the most beautiful thing to me is the fact that like, you know, you can search a hashtag and Janae will pop up. Mm-hmm. And like, and not only, I mean, that's just, there's so much diversity in what she can do with hair and not just her, but other stylists as well, where you see like, okay, like, damn, like, I can braid my locks back and get a sewing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, hey, what? You're learning something <laughs> I was like, you know, it's one of those things where like, without social media, I don't really know how many people would know the options that they really have. Yeah. yeah. And to me, agency and power is like knowing that you have choice. I can do what the fuck I want to, when the fuck I wanna do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I think that's a really dope uh, perspective. Obviously, see I'm throwing the education thing out, but I have to say I'm from Detroit. So I'm mm-hmm. from like the black hair capital almost. <laughs> so, like <laughs> so it wasn't that like I didn't I didn't have exposure to, mm-hmm. you know, black hair, but it's more so like when you were trying to do it yourself, what did you have to pay to go? I remember being in um in like middle school. And I just was tired of my mama doing my hair. I was like, look, you still got me out here looking like a little girl. Everybody was wearing those flat twists to their heads. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was like, I want the flat twist. Like, mm-hmm. and so if you're not gonna pay for me to go, I want to figure out how to do it myself. So I, right. I used to do them and it was so bad because I used to do it. I, I didn't have no gel. So I would do it with like the Murphy's, um, the Murphy's, Murphy's beeswax. Oh and it was so heavy. It yeah, was so heavy. But you, know, but you know but what? it made like, sense back then. It, it, made, it made sense. sense. Yeah. That's what I had. That you know, that was what I, was at my disposal. And so mm-hmm. I remember being in the bathroom you know, getting ready to go into the seventh grade, and I was like, I'm about to try to do these twists on myself. It's on myself, and I'm so, so it would. I think it's dope for somebody who's in the seventh grade now. You know, twenty years later or whatever however that, long, yeah. however long now, that they can go on YouTube and be like, yeah, you know, especially like if they can't afford, you know, their parents can't afford to send them to a stylist and this sort of mm-hmm. stuff, they can figure it out and mm-hmm. they can go and start the seventh grade and be as dope as they want to be on the first day of school. Mm-hmm. So um,
0: that's interesting that you say that because all throughout college, I rocked yarn twists. And, like, Girl. that was, like, that was my hairstyle. Like, mm-hmm. everybody knew, like, you saw a big-ass braided bun. Oh, that's Celeste's ass right there with them, like, extravagant-ass <laughs> yarn twists. And the way that I learned to do that was me and my best friend were at home during Thanksgiving break. We were both, like, sophomores in college. And she was like, have you seen this tutorial about how to do yarn braids? So they looked like locks. I was like, what? So I went and I was like, this shit is so alive!" And I literally mm. wore a yarn twist in my hair. And that was, like, my hairstyle. I did that to my hair for, like— Four years, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yes,
2: like yes. I always had like, this brain. number. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just yeah, <laughs> I think icy. it's dope
1: now that you can learn. I had a mannequin, mm-hmm. like I had like the wig head. Somebody mm-hmm. had yeah. given me the wig head, oh, and I used to dope. practice on that. But it's just like I, I think it's really cool for little girls now. It's like you can literally just get on your phone, get on the computer, and figure out. You know, mm-hmm. how somebody to do got a yourself. tutorial yeah. somewhere. Right. <laughs> <You got laughs>
0: tutorials for everything. everything. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's so
3: live to me. Back in the day, it was just the school, the. Who did your hair? What's yeah, The cosmetology class. <laughs> Dang,
2: let me have your sister number. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was usually the cosmetology class. Like, you had to know somebody up in there to get your braids done, somebody <laughs> to cut your hair, out. somebody to do something for you. Or your mama's beautician, and half the time you didn't want to go to her because she make you look like your mama. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, I ain't trying to look like Jackie at school today, y'all.
1: <laughs> 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 Com- yeah, comb them curls out. Like, you know? <laughs> leave, your- leave your curls all super tight, bro. Like <laughs> You know You know them. You know I to know mean, exactly what shit. you mean. That bum? You know. I used to hate yeah. that yeah. shit. That bum, bum, my
0: God. <laughs> it never failed. It never failed. Oh, man. But yeah. All right. Well, let's get into, like, some uh, controversy. <laughs> What does cultural appropriation of black Here hair go look like? <laughs> <laughs> um, in what ways is it detrimental and does it trivialize the very real policing of black hair that black women often face in public and professional spaces? <sighs> That's a lot, and I'm going to sit back because I don't even have all my shit together to answer the question yet, so... <laughs> I'm going to let y'all just mull that over for a second. Um
1: I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll take the lead, I think, because I brought up the corporate situation, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I think cultural appropriation is not necessarily, um, I think people usually think culture, cultural appropriation of hairstyles is when, when other races attempt to do what pe- black people do with their hair. Mm-hmm. I, well, I will say that's probably appropriation too, but mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily bother me. Okay. I think it's dope when mm-hmm. you see... Somebody other than black people who want to do, like, you know, are trying to figure out, oh, how did you do that to your hair? Mm-hmm. What pisses me off personally is, is when they try to take credit for some stuff we've been doing. I think Don't that's cultural appropriation. So, it, right? so yeah. that's the thing. So, you <laughs> know, the whole, it. uh the whole uh, Kim K with the quote unquote boxer braids yes, and it's like mm-hmm. two French braids back. I'm like bro we've been it's wearing French our hair bread. like this forever <laughs> like you're not gonna t- you yeah. can't tell me that you're this new trend of you know this new style that so mm-hmm. yeah. and so created like when that's black the, people have been doing with that, doing their hair like that forever so I think that's really um, what irks me mm-hmm. about culture I don't care like I really think people are should be allowed and entitled to do what they want to mm-hmm. do with their hair, like, is, you know, you have that freedom of expression to do mm-hmm. what you want to do, but don't try to take don't credit Don't try to rebrand and, it. Yeah, don't, right. try to re- don't, don't try, try to call it, it something else. It's cornrows, okay? It's right. mm-hmm. <laughs> cornrows. Yeah, and, sure. and I think that makes it hard um, as far as uh, it makes it hard for black women because when you, so let's use an example. If we use Smite Willocks. So, um when you get other races who get locks and they let their locks free form Mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily like wash your hair all the time or that sort of stuff or things will use like, so as a black woman, I don't wash my hair every day, mm-hmm. but other races, you have to they have to wash your mm-hmm. hair every day. So the stigma that will get put on locks if you get somebody who is not black who has locks versus somebody who is black that has locks, that is unkept, it's unclean. Mm-hmm. It's that sort of thing. And that's not the case at all mm-hmm. when you're talking about black hair. So mm-hmm. I think it makes it hard. I think do think it makes it hard for black people when people are appropriating our culture to um, still be. Where you consider professional and mm-hmm. kept, and that sort of thing, because they don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So they don't understand, like, oh, you don't, you know. How do you do this to your hair? You know what's the difference because their hair doesn't do what our hair does. Yeah. So um, I think that's where the, the situation becomes makes it hard. And you got people in Supreme Court cases where they tell you, you know, they're trying to tell you that, that braids and locks and natural hair isn't quote unquote professionally acceptable when it is. Like mm-hmm. I can I can be natural all day and still be professional, mm-hmm. and that doesn't have anything to do. And I can still be kept and clean. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's where it becomes the issue is that they don't understand what our hair is capable of doing. And then, so because they don't understand it, they reject it.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, my whole thing is the trying to change it, trying to change the name of it. We've been doing this for years, y'all. Like, ain't no point of uh, trying to re rebrand it, make it look like it's something new and hip and trendy. It's like no, we've been we've been rocking these for a minute, yo. So that that's my biggest thing with uh, appropriation. Also, if you're going to wear the style if you're going to to mimic what we've been doing for centuries for thousands of years and then try to make it into something new and something trend like trend worthy then that's the part that irks me it's just like yo we've been doing this respect respect the history of it respect the how like so how we were, we were treated with yeah. it? Like, right. like people weren't accepting of us wearing our hair like this. People, but, but it's it's all new. It's the new wave. It's all on the the, the runways now, like do rags and everything on the runways. So like if you see a homie with do rag on, you cross the street and you would be like <laughs> right. fool. <Exactly>. <laughs> <Like,
0: laughs>
2: Like, it's just, like, don't— I guess they're taking the stigma away from it, but at the same time, it shouldn't have been a stigma in the first place. Like, it's right. it's hair. It's our hair. Yeah, and what,
1: what irks me about it is, like, it has to go. It has to go mainstream for it to be accepted. And for, for, yeah, and it it for to it to be it a except. certain type of person wearing it in order for it to be accepted. Yeah, I'm like, that's mm-hmm. why I'm just like, okay, like. And what, it goes. I mean, it goes beyond. Like, really, what kills me, I, and this is just a pet peeve of mine, it's the whole like the nails trend where they're giving Kylie Ooh. Jenner credit <laughs> for like nail design that Black women been doing. Like, like I said, I'm yeah. from Detroit. Like, nail shops were a thing. Um, like, rings like they, all the rings, and rings, rings, curls and colors. And I'm like, bro, we've been doing this. Yeah. Like, don't don't try to give people. Don't try to credit somebody who just who went and watched us do these mm-hmm. things and then mm-hmm. give them the credit for it and then it's okay. It's now, okay. Okay. now it's okay for yeah. me to have long nails at work. It never hindered mm-hmm. me from being able to do my work, mm-hmm. you know, before but yeah. now it's okay for you to have acrylic nails or you know to do something different or have designs on your nails. Yeah or you know to have designs in your hair. It what however like that that's really what bothers me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause we've been do we we've been, we've been doing, doing. this. <laughs> <laughs> been doing this. And for y'all
2: to just think, okay, now that they're doing it, okay it's cool now. So let Everyone, let's get on this bandwagon and let's get the, the the boxer braids or whatever the hell they want to call them Shit, <laughs> the, the mini the mini balls. mini what the fuck? Yeah. Damn, they okay. dreadlocks
3: me. So, <laughs> I'm going to play the devil's advocate. Oh, here we go. I'm listening. I agree, I agree. Uh-huh. But from my standpoint, again, from a, a professional standpoint in in the hair industry business, I don't really give a fuck what y'all put on it. Y'all bringing it back in the trend. I mean, it's more money in my pocket. Oh, that's so real. that's true. That's true. To me, that's asking true. me to give her the boxer braids, I said, "Girl, how many you want? <laughs> what, you, what kind of you want? Through? That's true. That's Shit. true. That's true. You. you want the knockout braids or what? you <laughs> I got you. Like the knockout braids. But that's the thing about it. Like <laughs> you gotta. It's, everything is about perspective, and that's kind of where mm-hmm. I'm going and getting with life. Like, I get what y'all saying and stuff like that, but um, the thing about um, black people, what we got to do is stop caring so much, yeah. we got to stop giving a fuck so much because it's uh, like, it's not gonna do anything for us. Like, hey, y'all need to give us credit, they ain't never gave us credit for shit. shit yeah, like, yeah. we are the original, we are like the the original people like so mm-hmm. like, we we automatically have credit for damn near everything so I mean just knowing that in your heart should bring you peace of mind but as far as um you know right now today like it's, it's just about perspective you know what I'm saying like I always try to think on a bright side or, or you know try to you know bring out the positive and things and that shit has put a lot of money in my pocket you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like even <laughs> if I wanted to flip the script and like I told y'all, I have Asians and white girls and stuff like that getting sew-ins now. Mm-hmm. I could easily, easily, when this website come out, guess who's going to be one of the girls on the front page? Mm-hmm. That white girl mm-hmm. with that sew-in. And whether she want to go take it to her friends and call it her own. And yeah, this is a new style that I thought of or me and my style. Girl, do what you want to do. <laughs> Just come as to me long to get as, it done. As, as long as that's <laughs> driving me. Money in my yeah. pockets. Like... The media does it to us, mm-hmm. so why not just flip the script and do it, vice versa? You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel from a from a stylist
2: perspective, I can feel that. She said, "Girl, I don't care what you call them, as long as you put the money in my pocket." <laughs>
3: that is,
0: uh, I, you know, and you made a really great point when you said that. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest issue with cultural appropriation is when the money for shit that we've, like, literally created is being taken out of our pockets.
3: How, so, though? How this- is it being taken out of our pockets? Because if a girl see Kylie Jenner doing some design nails or whatever like that, guess who she gonna go to? She can't go to the white girl because the white girl don't know how to do no design well, nails. Well, no, they do. <laughs> they do now. I mean, they figuring it out, yeah. but who who they learning it from? You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they still our culture. It still comes back to us. It still comes back in our pockets, I feel Not like. always,
0: though. I don't feel like it always does, and here's why. Like, when you think about marketing and you think about the way that marketing works on, like, a very large scale, like, cultural appropriation and beauty, that's how you look, right? But cultural appropriation is so broad when it comes to, like, intellectual property and so many other things. Like, when we talk about it at the beauty standpoint, we're talking about shit that is filtered down from literally it is money being taken out of people's pockets because when you invent an idea... If you don't know to trademark or copyright, copyright your idea, which I'm sorry, a lot of black people in the past have not known to do that because we're not taught that type of marketing, that type of skill. Mm-hmm. So that money leaves our pockets because we didn't know that, okay, under the U.S. court and under the Supreme Court law, if you have an idea and you want to protect your intellectual property, which is like your invention, your idea, you have to trademark it or copyright it. So like that's for instance, like you take a song or you come up with an idea— and like, you just make the song because you think it sounds good. And you like, people start listening to it. People really fuck with it. Then you have somebody like Elvis Presley comes along and yeah. takes your entire song. That's cultural appropriation because what he has done is he's taking your song. And because you didn't copyright it, he made it bigger and he can copyright it now. So basically he gets all the rights and all the, I guess, like praise. Praise isn't even really the word I want to use because when it comes down to money, like you're taking money out of someone's pocket, you're taking food out of somebody's mouth because you're in a privileged position to, like, do that. And my thing with cultural appropriation is, like, why it's detrimental to me. As I don't mind you wearing your hair the way you want to wear your hair. I don't give a fuck if you go get boxer braids. It doesn't hurt me, right? Like, you sitting here next to me, if you're white, whatever color you are, Asian, Hispanic, and you have boxer braids, that doesn't really do anything to me. Like, your appearance doesn't really initially bother me to the point like where I'm like, why does she have box sprays? Like, I need to go tell her to take that shit out of her head. That doesn't really bother me. What bothers me is like what you said, Lauren, is it's not acceptable until it's seen on that person. And that's like a larger dialogue because then we have to talk about race and the reason black people are so police when it comes to our appearances. And I think that is a problem. I think that like, we can't really be free until like, I mean, we can be free, but we can't really be free until we have that conversation about why is it, why in our mainstream society, the people that largely, unfortunately, control the mainstream media and control all the money in this world, why is it okay only now for box sprays to be acceptable for long-ass, like... I mean, shit, what we called them, when I was called ghetto-ass nails, like right. long-ass mm-hmm. ghetto-ass nails, mm-hmm. like all this jewelry. Why is it only now just being acceptable when we've been doing this for a long time? And if your only reason, your only like reasoning for telling me that it's, it's, it's acceptable is because a Kardashian or someone who is mainstream mainstream is doing it, that is racist fundamentally to me. That's not right because what you're doing is you're telling me that I'm not good enough that my inventions or that my ideas, my style, my whole aesthetic, because culture, a lot of culture boils down to aesthetic. It's not good enough until somebody that you find acceptable is doing it. That's
3: America, it, boo. Well, I mean,
1: yeah, I agree with you completely. I think that um, it is that it's that culture vulture mentality where you go. Mm-hmm. And oh, as far as hair is trendsetting, as black hair is, Black people are not seeing the profit from black hair. So well, so (laughs) mainstream like you individually. So you as a stylist, you are seeing 100% of your profit profit margin. But if you think about all the things that go into your hair, how many, how many people are buying? So if you do, if you specialize in sew-ins, the money that's being made from the weave market, even though you might have black, you know, lo- locally, that black person might be selling you hand to hand, but they're buying it wholesale from somebody who's not black, who's making a country that is, you know, in Asia somewhere, you know, billions of dollars that are not black. How many products are you using that are from black owned companies? You know, it's that sort of thing. Or you get where you get as far as cultural appropriation, where you get Cosmo magazine is putting out um, tutorials about how to do boxer braids or how to do this or how to do that. And that money is not going back into the black community. So on a small scale, yeah. If, you know, if you are in a community where somebody knows and somebody who's other than black knows to go to a black stylist to do that, yeah, you, you see it in a profit margin because so you get diverse clients. But in the grand scheme of things, black people are not profiting off of black hair. If you have ever seen Chris Rock's, Mm-hmm. Documentary where they was talking about how billion, how the, the the ability industry is a billion-dollar industry. I have clients who are in the... In the they, it's a billion-dollar industry. But we, black people are only seeing a tiny profit margin mm-hmm. of this billion-dollar industry. And that's because people have figured out what we like and then they're... They're selling it to us and they're making gangbusters. So. See,
0: and that's the thing to me is like a lot of the time it's people that don't even fucking like us. People yeah. want to make a dollar off of us. Yeah. And to me, that's okay. Like I'm like, I'm that's my biggest thing is like, okay, you don't fuck with us unless it's for profit. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue for me principally, morally, spiritually. I'm like, you don't fuck with black people unless you're able to. Yeah. Unless I got you're followed around the beauty supply store. So I'm like,
2: nigga, I'm trying to buy some hair. Right. <laughs> I was saying so, yeah, this goes so much deeper than
1: here, but like the, the power of the black dollar, like for us to only be twelve percent of the population, like we spend, we spend a lot. We spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like we spend a lot of money. We, don't even and we have don't the see it.
0: we spend so much. <laughs> like as a as a community. We, we do, spend yeah. a lot of money. We so money so we ain't
1: it, it. Uh, what what irks me is is that if you get if you get ten ten non black people who decide they want braids, how many of them are actually going to somebody that's black to even get them done? Probably one one of the ten, mm-hmm. if that. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. as so from a hairstylist, I know that you're seeing all types of people, but on the grand scheme of things, I don't feel like we we get paid off for of people deciding they wanted to. I think wanted to do black I think trends. That's, that's by
3: choice. Like everything that y'all saying is by choice. Y'all just said we spend a lot of money, that's by choice. We buy into these things, that's by choice. We not profiting off of it, that's by choice. Like like you said, it's a billion dollar industry. I'm in the industry, I know billion dollar black hairstylists, you know what I'm saying? Like this is all stuff by choice. You saying that um, when these trends come into play and who who are they going to, you know what I'm saying? The white girls are learning keyword. They're fucking learning. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, people be like, oh, I wish I could do this. Like, like, fucking learn. Like, just learn how to do it. I'm trying to learn how to do beat-ins. They're gonna say I'm I'm culture-appropriating white extensions because I'm learning how to do beat-ins and I'm trying to profit off. Shit, I'd rather go to uh, I choose a fifteen dollar a fifteen hundred dollar beat-in extension for a white girl over a hundred and fifty dollar sew-in for a black girl. That's just me. You know what I'm saying? That's me profiting and uh magnifying and capitalizing off of the trend that Kim K or whoever else said. Like it's all a perspective, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta think on a higher end. You gotta think of a perspective. You gotta get that. Greedy Fuck it I'm finna grind I'm, I'm finna do what They doing to us Type shit We're in America We can talk about This shit all day long But it ain't gonna change So what we can do Is change our mindset And take what They doing to us And flip that shit Like My homegirl said
2: That she wanted to Start taking White girl trends <laughs>
3: trying to capitalize off of them. She's a designer.
2: She she's like a graphic a designer. She's like, girl, let me tell you, like these, these club flies I used to do, I ain't doing them no more. I'm <laughs> like she's doing the, the, the weed specials and all that, using the, the, the white girl fonts or whatever that, like whatever she call them. And I was like, just like I said, when I, that, when I make
3: my website, yeah, white old girl go be on the front She's page friend, and i don't right? care Friends what nobody them. say about mm-hmm. it oh you you this 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 you you switching over girl i am maximizing off my profit i want to be mm-hmm. in that billion dollar industry and i am going to follow these trends and i'm gonna get this knowledge and i'm gonna do whatever i need to do mm-hmm. to get this paper i'm not gonna worry about being oppressed i ain't gonna worry about who doing what mm-hmm. what the media doing so i've been worried about that shit for 20 Four years, like, mm. and I'm just now waking up. Like, shit don't bother me no more. Yeah. Like, like you said, perspective It's It's pr- about perspective. perspective. Mm-hmm. It's, once you change your mindset, shit will start moving in your life. Like, shit will start changing in your life. Because we talking about America. America is puny to the universe. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's on, a, on a small scale. You know what I'm saying? So you got to think universal. You got to think outside of this shit. That's why I made the comment I made w- during the first question. Like, it's black hair, that's, that's, you know, it's so boxing, you know. But just my perspective. okay. <laughs> you you're entitled On to On a, a positive yeah. perspective. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I
0: think, for me, what I would like to see happen more is I would like to see, like, because I think a key part of what we talk about and, like, what we're missing is, like, I don't think, like, people fully understand what privilege is. And the way privilege plays into, like, the way that people actually have access to be a part of that marketing, to be a billion-dollar hair guru or be a billion-dollar person in this industry, because, like, that really is a a situation that's an issue. And, I mean, it's been an issue for a long time. And, like, as freeing as it is, at some point, at some level, I don't care. At some level, I'm like, you know, y'all going to be racist, y'all want to be racist, and y'all going to be racist. Like, at some point, I can't change everybody's mind. Just, like, I can't make every person that looks like me think the same way just Mm -hmm. because you're black i mean like shit like you may not feel oppressed i don't know how but you may not uh but (laughs) i mean i also think like at some level like you should be free and you should have a certain like level of like uh, um fuck it in your system Mm and chill in your system like in a certain mental state to where you just like well some things like i'm just not going to change but i am going to change and help change the people that i can change and like i think enlightenment is also relative so, like, I'm mm-hmm. enlightened. I feel like I am enlightened because I realize that, like, racism is an issue. And I may not be able to solve racism in all of its entirety, like, because it's so multifaceted. But I also feel like in talking about hair and in talking about appropriation, like, it needs to be said, like, we're not seeing that profit. Like, largely, like, this is just that's factual. Like, we don't see that profit. And I think, like, you can't really talk about that until you talk about the fact that, like, white supremacy is pervasive. And this is the world we live in. And, like, at some level, you can operate in a higher spiritual level. You can operate in a level to where it doesn't really bother you. But in reality, like, this is me this, and this motherfucker. This is the shit we do it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On a daily basis, we deal with people who police us because of our hair. We deal with people who feel like it's okay and trivialize the shit that we go through just because, like, they can. Like, at some point, Kylie Jenner and the rest of her Kardashian clan are going to be like, well, I don't want to wear box braids anymore because it's just a trend. I don't want to do this anymore because it's just a trend. I don't want to wear a dashiki anymore because it's just a trend. And to you, it's just a trend. For you, it's just money. For you, it's just marketing. And for you, it's just being urban to, like, your crowd to, like, make more money. But to me, this is my culture. Right. This is who the fuck I am. Like, this is what my ancestors have built up over years and generations. And for you to trivialize it and take it and think that—and for you—and what's so insulting, like I said, I have to say this again because this is just how I feel. What's so insulting is for, like— you to take it and make it acceptable. But we've been doing this shit for years. Mm-hmm. This is the shit that's gotten black people through years and years and years of oppression is our aesthetic, our culture, the way that we are able to like invent and do things that nobody else can do. But you can take that piece of our culture and you can make it into a trend and you can largely see the profit off of that but the people who were initially doing it, you know. And it, like, I, you charge it to the game, like it is what it is. I feel a certain sense of peace knowing that like, our people are so resilient, and at some point, shit, I can't change everybody. The KKK gonna be here forever, y'all. Mm-hmm. They are gonna be here forever. Yes, yeah. I mean,
2: yeah, I and see. we gonna be here forever. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's, right. that's my piece. Like, and we ain't gonna, be gonna be here forever. <laughs> it's just like fucking right. it, like
1: we definitely we did it first, and we we did, yes, we we, did it better. The, so the originators. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um, it's crazy as far as hair goes. Um, like how I would say in the last century, um, black people were so encouraged to do, to to assimilate. So if you got the history of people wearing conks and all that sort of stuff to assimilate. And then the moment, <laughs> what's frustrating with me as far as appropriation is the moment that we decide to stay true to our culture and say, fuck it, we're not finna do what y'all want you. us to do they come in and try to swoop it. Like, bro, <laughs> you've been pushing us to be like y'all forever. And right. the minute we decide, okay, where it's become culturally accepted for to have the, to have the fuck it in your system and say, I'm going to do what I want to do with my hair, then, then they come that. in and try to take credit for it. Like, no, bro, like, you was pushing me to relax and straighten my hair for 100 years. Like, mm-hmm. you have to think that people was mixing potatoes in their kitchen to do conks, you know, in yeah, the 30s the to combs, straighten their hair, right? like hot combs and, like, yeah. you know, putting their... their putting. Chemicals and stuff on their in their body and putting their at risk, key mm-hmm. to be like white culture. And the minute we decide, okay, we're gonna do what we want to do, you want to come in and take credit for it? Oh it my gosh, it's so cool!
0: Do you know how many years? Right, years. <laughs> and that's my thing. It's like you know, at some point, like yeah, appearance is appearance, right? Like you can do whatever the fuck you want. I believe agency is choice for everybody, but like with acknowledging that agency is choice, we can't forget about privilege and the way that oppression works. And like. I mean, oppression, uh, one of my professors told me this, and this shit was depressing, but it was also very enlightening. Oppression bursts more oppression, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, you can, like, a good example is, like, during the Civil Rights Movement, you had, like, all these really uh, famous black leaders, but they would tell the women to shut the fuck up. So they were fighting for freedom, but the women within the movement who were doing the same thing, because they were women, they got told to shut the fuck up. And so I'm like, you know, oppression... It's so weird to me because anytime, like, you're actively fighting to dismantle something, there's something waiting in the wings to spike back up. So it's like, at some level, you do have to acknowledge, like, we can't fix everything. Like, yeah. fuck it. So at some point, you do have to just live and find a certain sense of peace with yourself. And for me, that is like being like, well, shit, I did the best I could with what I had. So mm-hmm. live life.
3: <laughs> it. You know, I agree, but um, women that are in positions like in corporate and stuff like that 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 have to deal with that oppression, you know. I mean, I feel like topics like this are good for them, but I feel like there has to be a, se- a certain level of res- like like responsibility. Like, if we weren't paying attention to all of these, you know, trends and paying like. I didn't know. I don't I don't know nothing about I didn't know nothing about Kylie Jenner's deals. Like, that's because I don't pay attention to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there has to be a certain level of responsibility. Like we're we're feeding into it. Though you You, made know, a really you don't good have point. to feed into it.
0: No, um, um BuzzFeed writes a lot about the Kardashians. And they always put this joke, like, we wouldn't publish the article if y'all wouldn't read it. <laughs> And I'm just sitting there like, Literally. fuck, like y'all stop clicking on that shit. So at some point, like, <laughs> I mean the same thing. Like, you know, I tell people all the time, like y'all complain about cultural appropriation, but then Kylie Jenner dropped a new lip kit. Let me go buy it. Let me go get it. Oh my gosh, Kim K is doing this. Where's she? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, make up your fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Do you not want to see these people on TV, or do you want to see them on TV? Are you okay with what they're doing, or are you not okay with what they're doing? And at some point, like, and I'm like, I feel like you said responsibility. That's a really good word because I feel like at some point responsibility encourages you to speak right so like maybe you do like certain things about kim kardashian i for one think kim kardashian's a really good businesswoman. Uh, i mean can't nobody right. take that away from her she shit. uh like shit like yeah, she, she took the whole
2: family on no she got the whole <laughs> no nigga she got squad. the whole squad no, they no,
0: on squad. like kylie jenner about to be like a fucking billionaire off of her makeup business this is a billion dollar business she's built and i'm like damn like she wouldn't have had the opportunity had Kim not laid the foundation. So I'm like, okay, at some point. <laughs>
3: literally laid. Like, <laughs> I think, you know, literally <laughs> laid Lay that out. But
0: I'm like, you know, at some point you have to, like, be very honest about, okay. Or when you're, ta- or when you're critiquing somebody, you have to be very specific about what you're critiquing them about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm okay with the fact that I think... I like the fact that Kim is a really good businesswoman. Do I always like the way she does business? No. Do I always like the things that she promotes while she's doing business? No. I can say the same thing about Beyonce. I fucking love Beyonce. I'm a Beyonce stan. Hold on. Do I agree with everything? Hold does. Hold on. <laughs> no, I Hold don't. On. But, I mean. I'm
2: about take these headphones off. Oh,
0: shit.
2: <laughs> Just kidding. I love Beehive, me. the
0: president of the Beehive is <laughs> with us today.
2: That's funny. But I think. <laughs>
0: I'm <laughs> that you said that, though. Like, responsibility does play a role in, like, at some point, like, I understand, like, these people are so pervasive and so prevalent in our media. But at some point, like, you have to have enough sense to understand the way media marketing works and the mm-hmm. way that you as a consumer give the people who are selling you items a sense of power. Knowledge. Yeah so large, like that and I mean that's people. like there you go that's like capitalism at its finest like mm-hmm. we are like the power of the people we are the people we make the government so we, we make we the stop. fucking market like it's free enterprise they're not selling shit that people don't want we we stop don't do. it's and on it's not that. selling that people don't want it. and if it wasn't selling they wouldn't be making it exactly
3: so. mm-hmm. that's the only point I was I wasn't trying to like disagree with nothing that y'all was saying but I'm just saying no that's you real know, there's, there's a level of responsibility like in everything that's going on is it's going on for a reason it's going on because we are making it happen for I sure, agree. We, we, I agree with we that. We falling t- for the bait, mm-hmm. as a as a people. Yeah, so she's. buy black.
2: Let me say, <laughs> <laughs> buy black. Go to your black hat stylist. Get them black oils. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, the black you about to sauce say something? and all that good stuff. Nah,
1: no, I'm good. I think. Uh, I think we cover we covered a lot. Like um, been great yeah, and nice. I, I think it was a lot of perspectives, no perspectives
3: too. So many backgrounds. <laughs> yes.
0: This yes. is awesome. Yeah. Does anybody have any uh, final thoughts before we oh well I wanted to say the reason I decided to do this specific podcast Is tomorrow will be my one year lockversary. So I'm like, congratulations! Congratulations. My shit is healthy, it's growing. I'm pregnant right now, so it's probably gonna grow a lot more. I'm excited. (laughs) I'm just like, I take care of it, keep my shit moisturized. I'm like, Mm -hmm. just grow hair, do your thing, just do it. (laughs) But that's why um, I really wanted to do and focus on this specific topic at this current time period. I have no idea what my hair,
2: my natural (laughs) hairversary. I don't know. I ain't big chopping nothing and I just kind of fell out. (laughs) That's why I went natural.
3: Um, (laughs) I do want to leave with just um, um, a a word of enlightenment, I guess. Um, if, If these are topics that, are affecting you and topics that, like, you deal with every day on a daily basis or, or like, you've even touched on um, merely, then I advise everyone to, to just get educated, you know, just get educated, uh, fall back from the hype a little bit, get more in tune with yourself, um, learn isolation, solitude, um, and just try to get in tune with yourself or really, and really see, like... You know what matters to you. What what matters to me? Try social media binges. I mean, yeah, not binges, but uh, cleanses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, media cleanses. Um, yeah. Media period. Just um, and you know, just just dial back a little bit because I feel like a lot of these topics that we're talking about, like, um, are derived from so much influence from so many different things. Like, e- like even from you know from the household. And so, like I said, it starts at the household. Like we said, our parents didn't know what to do with our hair, and that's just because of lack of education. It's just pure ignorance. So we have to just do what we need to do to kind of educate ourselves and just fall back from the hype a little bit. Like, get in tune with yourself, get in tune with with you, what you like, like, and without any influence, without any outside influence. Like, Mm -hmm. what matters to you? What, what, What does, I remember being in college and, if I had a nigga coming over or something, like if I'm kicking with somebody, I had to put foundation on. I had to put mascara on or something. That shit didn't even matter to me. Like, you know, and once I finally got in a place of solitude and a place of, like, you know, what matters to me, it was mm-hmm. a point I didn't have cable, so I wasn't watching TV. Um, only time I'm really on social media is to promote my business. But at the same time, like, I just figured out, you know, that stuff really don't matter to me. And once I started my natural hair journey, like, we've stopped mattering. And I'm a, I'm a stylist. I do weaves almost every day, day in day out. Mm-hmm. And I don't I haven't worn a sew in and over like two years. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I do them every day, damn mm-hmm. near. Um, But that's not what matters to me. You know what I'm saying? And I I see the slayage. I do the slayage. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, yes, you know, like a part of me craves that, but at the same time, it's not what matters to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? My growth matters to me, my healthy skin, my healthy hair. Um, And a lot of the times makeup, and hair, and all these um, artificial facets kind of deteriorate from that. And so I just conclude with saying like, just kind of fall back on some stuff a little bit and 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 see how much joy it brings you in your life. See how much more authentic you become mm. in your life, especially as African American women. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. Like you said, the social cleansing is definitely good because you know you get caught up in the hype, you get caught up in the, we uh, all in the trends do. and stuff. So, we all do. in order to to be true to yourself and accept yourself and be loving of yourself, you do have to. Get that stuff out your face
0: every now and then, but yeah, step one is acceptance.
2: Yeah, definitely. Ain't nothing wrong with being alone,
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> do My hair look like that right now. I'm sorry. I, yeah. like it's like, it's like I took my. You look it. good. Right it's fine. Um, I totally agree with that, and I would say just to add on to that, encourage others to do that as well because mm-hmm. uh, as much as social media, I think can be positive. I think social media can also be very toxic, and it can get to a point mm-hmm. where it gets overwhelming to you. We're like. You know, you spend in so much time, like mm-hmm. I know I've gotten to those points in life where I'm like I'm on my phone so I'm fucking much. I'm like, damn, like what the fuck else am I doing with my life? And <laughs> yeah. I'm just like on this yeah. bitch, like so What's I mean I encourage, you know, whatever works for you. I'm always like, you know, different people, different strokes for different folks. So, you know, know what works best for you. But um here at the Slay Less Show, we always promote good vibes and mental health, like having good mental and emotional health. And sometimes I think social media can really be a real attack on those things and like if you're not taking care of yourself, then you literally can't do shit else in life. Mm-hmm. So just make sure that um, self-esteem is part of mental health. So love yourself, love your hair, find communities of people who can empower you and uplift you, and I think, um, you know, I think life will be a lot more positive for so many of us if we can really learn to do that. hmm Snaps. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. It's
3: a great so, show. Good thanks topic for y'all. having us. Yes, thank y'all yes. for coming. Mm-hmm. Y'all are
0: all so dope and such uh, amazing women that are doing really amazing things. Mm-hmm. So uh, once again, thank you for coming and you guys have a good evening.